Yo, welcome to the Meet and 3 Leadership Podcast. If it's your first time to the table, welcome, welcome. Glad that you decided to join us. Pull up a seat, grab a plate, make yourself at home, and I hope you brought your appetite because you know how we do it in the Carolinas. We eat good around here. The investment is doable and the portions are generous. So if you leave hungry, that's on you. We are back after a few weeks of refocus, recentering, and it was uh, really, really good. It was a really good time, a way to be able to just, like I said, just refresh the mind, refresh the spirit of uh, what I want to see happen with this. And I can tell you, I've had a lot, a few people um, that reached out to me and said, hey, are we going to get the podcast again? Oh, we're back and we are better than ever. Very excited to share uh, this New episode with you, uh, a sit-down interview with uh, the one and only Jason Allen, who works on campus with me at Clemson University. Great friend of mine. I've known him for a few years, and we have had countless discussions, not just amongst ourselves, but with other individuals, other students, um, and just people about what leadership looks like. Um, he's definitely somebody who uh, has roles that helps develop leaders, and I think he has a lot of insight, and I was very glad to be able to sit down with him for an interview for the podcast. So, uh, hope you're ready to digest some really good insight, because without further ado, please welcome to the table, Jason Allen. Jason, welcome to the podcast. How you doing? Doing fine, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. When I, like I said, when I was Racking my brain of people who I wanted to bring on the podcast. You definitely made my short list, so that says a lot about... Always good to be on a short list, man. <laughs> says a lot about who you are as a person, and I appreciate you know, your perspective on a lot of things, and excited to hear what you've got to share. So, cool. Um, as is customary um, on the podcast, to start with, I always ask people, um, do you remember the first time we met? So, Jason, do you remember... So are we talking first time we we met or like the first time I was like, who is this tall, goofy kid on our basketball team? (laughs) Uh, Either way, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've told people there there are times when you might remember meeting me um, and I might not remember or I might remember meeting you. And, you know, so so there have been I think one person prior, I think Tim Mays might have mentioned a time when. He met me, and at the time, I didn't think we had met yet. Like, I thought we met a little later, but then he mentioned it. I was like, oh, yeah, actually, I think I do remember that. So, I think I, I met you through mutual friends, mm-hmm. uh, Sally and Sam and Jeremy. Yep. Some some of that crew. So, I, I can't, can't put a finger on when, but... Yeah. I, I know about the time and time kinda, frames. Yeah. yeah, that was that was. Probably, I could put more faces with it than I can mm-hmm. times. Yeah, that was, that was my that was my senior year. It was a key time, key point in my life. And yeah, actually, I think I do remember that. So, lot, lot, lot of lot, lot of good people. Yeah, hanging out and, and having a good time. Absolutely. Well, cool. Well, hey, uh, for those people who have never met you, uh, how would you introduce yourself? So, Jason Allen. Uh, I work. I'm here at the university. I'm the uh, the student services manager for the animal veterinary science department. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
one of many side <laughs> gigs and side jobs. Also, um, am a percussion instructor. I teach private lessons and have been teaching uh, marching percussion primarily for probably 10 years or so. Um, and right now I'm working out at uh, Daniel High School with their, their marching band. So mm-hmm. lots of lots of stuff to keep me busy, man. Yeah. So I guess let's start there. What was your inroad, your personal inroad to getting involved with music, percussion, your journey there. Yeah, so I, I, I played all through all through school, middle school and high school, and uh, at some point in time realized that I was not athletic at all, but I was pretty good at drumming. So, mm-hmm. you know, sports in college wasn't going to happen, but I had a pretty good chance of, of, of drumming uh, at, at Clemson. And so marched all four years here um, and uh, started actually started teaching – the summer after my freshman year at Clemson, mm-hmm. um, at a at a high school in Georgia, um, and have been teaching ever since. Mm-hmm. So I, I I enjoy it. It's a good, it's a really good way to take something that I love and am passionate about and impart that on other students that some are just as passionate about it and they love it, and some are still trying to figure it out. But mm-hmm. it's a good way to it's a good way to really get to know and get to impact some students. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit more because I think, you know, it, it's so easy to help somebody along that has figured it out that they're passionate about it. But how do you kind of, uh, nurture that process when somebody's still figuring it out or if they're trying to figure out if there's something that I want to, you know, go deeper in, get better at, you know, how do you kind of, you know, develop both, you know, kind of the, average person who's just kind of yeah they enjoy it but they're not super passionate about it but then also the person who's passionate about it well i mean it it depends on where the 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 person is Mm -hmm. i mean you you have some uh, some students that come out and and they really love it and they really are all about it really quick and i kind of say they catch the bug Mm -hmm. when you're around other people you know, that are passionate about something and you see, Hey, this is kind of fun. It, it helps out. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're really lucky at Daniel specifically that, you know, we, we've got a really good program going. We've got a really good, um, good couple of years that we've strung together. Um, really I mean he's been, even before I was there, mm-hmm. been really stringing some good stuff together. And so with our program, if you come out on the marching side of things, like you're, you're either going to love it and be passionate about it, or you're not going to stick around for very long because hmm. it's, it's tough. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a cakewalk, but it's, it's not necessarily, and this is the part that I, I really like about it is it's not necessarily about, you know, if you really love playing your instrument or you really love, you know, being out in 90 degree weather marching, which no one does. <laughs> it's about what you see that it does to you as a person, yeah. the stuff that it instills, the, the, you know, the easy stuff of always being on time, always be prepared with what you need to be prepared. The, uh, you know, making sure that you're not letting your teammates down because it is the like the ultimate in team activities. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think you see that and you see the, the that side of it and mm-hmm. the amount of work you have to put into it for really a, a seven minute show that you may do be able to perform in front of people 10, 15 times and that's it. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's so much more to it than just that. So that's the kind of lessons that I love, mm-hmm. and I why I like to teach it is because it does teach so many cool life lessons to people. Mm-hmm. What would you say? Maybe not like 
biggest piece of advice, but just a piece of advice. If you could sit face to face with yourself, um, knowing what you know now, we'll say uh, high school Jason and then college Jason. High school Jason and then college. High school Jason, it definitely would have been to put in more work on the things that you want to be good at. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really hard thing for for younger kids and definitely myself to understand is people aren't good at things because they're just naturally good at it. I mean, yeah. there is there is natural God-given talent out there, but if you've got that, you've got to be able to work and, and perfect it. Mm-hmm. Nobody just falls into being really good at something. Right. Um, college Jason would have definitely... You don't have this, this much time, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unpack, no, unpack as much as you want. Yeah, yeah. We need to come back. We'll do another episode. College so. <laughs> Jason, it would have been to uh, to probably go experience more things and be open to, to more experiences. And, you know, mm-hmm. you know if, if you are passionate about something, you know, go for it. Mm-hmm. Kind of get get out of your comfort zone with it, and because if you're doing something that you love to do, you're going to love to do it. Don't try to make yourself. Don't try to do something and make yourself love it. Yeah. Do what you love to do and, and go go full force towards it. You know, you talk about like being passionate about something, and I'm sure you probably have your influences, people maybe not like look up to, but you appreciate within music, within life in general. Um, First of all, who are some of those people that I guess probably have impacted you, who have influenced you over the years? Um, but then also, how do you, as best as I can ask this question, you know, take the things that you've learned from them, but still, you know, apply it within context to who you are? Because you can't always like I think a lot of times, especially from a leadership standpoint, some people will think, oh, like. This person's a great leader. They do A, B, C, D, and E. You know what I'm saying? I think if I go do A, B, C, D, and E without actually understanding why they do A, B, C, D, and E, you know, like, if you just do it without understanding the why, then, you know, you're not going to necessarily get those same results. But, um, you know, I definitely think you seem to be a person who has grasped lessons from various people and found different ways to apply it to different contexts, whether it's advising a student, um, whether it's, you know, teaching, whether it's coaching, whatever that looks like. And, you know, so I guess, like I said, first question is, uh, who are some of the people who have influenced and impacted you over the last few years? Well, it is funny you say that and kind of something that the thought of um, my when I was at Clemson, mm-hmm. my advisor uh I ended up, she went to another another institution to work, and I ended up taking her job and working in her office. Wow. Um, so I didn't know it at the time. I wasn't somebody that came to school and said, you know what, after school, this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Like, it was kind of, I graduated, and now what do I do? Yeah. Um, and so I kind of fell into, I love, you know, love being on a college campus, love Clemson, really like working with students, boom, there we go. It it, it kinda kinda fell into place. Um, so, you know, thinking I can remember thinking when I was in school, man, that's a really cool job just getting to sit there and and, and help students out, you know, mm-hmm. not knowing a thing about what all they actually do. Yep. Um, so, you know, and and it's interesting, like I never if you would ask me 
come up with a list of 10 people that had an impact on your life. I guarantee you my advisor when I was in, you know, freshman, sophomore school would have not even been on the top 25 list. But when you think about it in ways, it's kind of funny how people that you don't even realize can have an impact, can have an impact and can actually have a pretty big impact. Right. Um, You know, I, I tell a lot of my students all the time, you never know, you know, when, who's watching you and when you're being an example for somebody, yeah. you know, you, you really don't know, you mm-hmm. don't, you don't have to have a title of leader in any kind of organization or any kind of setting to be somebody that somebody else is looking at and somebody else is looking up to, Right. you know, just cause you have more knowledge than someone else in a situation, they're going to look up to you because you have that knowledge. doesn't mm-hmm. matter your role. doesn't matter anything like that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I'm the very, very lucky and blessed. I have a great family. So my parents have always been a huge thing for me to look up to. Sister's a great person for me to look up to. I mean, I, I can't, I have literally no one in my family that you could ever make a complaint about, you know, being a bad mm-hmm. influence. So I had tons of good influences. Um, you know, then I got to, to Clemson and uh, Dr. Byer, who's one of the, who is the percussion um, director here. He was one of those guys, and you've, you've probably had this with your coaches, that like while you've got him, you're like, man, this guy. <laughs> what? It, yep. But now, <laughs> but now I, I look back and I'm like, dang it, I'm saying the same stuff. He was right. Yep. You know? uh, so so he, was, he was one of those people that was a really good influence and, and taught me a lot, even though I'm sure in his eyes I didn't want to be taught, and I was not, not very open to what he was teaching. But, I mean – you know, yeah. again, like you said earlier, if I could go back, I'd be like, hey, dummy, listen mm-hmm. to what he's saying. Right. Um, yeah. What are, you know, I think just some various conversations that we've had in the past. Um, you know, I think a lot of people have the potential to be a leader. And I think you alluded to it in that last segment is like a pos- to be a leader is not necessarily about position. Um but I think sometimes when um, situations get beyond your control, when you're thrown into situations that are, um, you know, dire, frantic and things like that, and you have a group of leaders, you know, how it's, it's sometimes hard for a leader to emerge because they're looking for someone else to step up and do that. Mm-hmm. In what ways... Or what characteristics do you see in those people who actually do step up and lead? Because it's not always the most qualified. It's not always the loudest. It's not always the person who, um, you know, is the oldest, whatever you want to put in that situation. You know, it, it, it's funny when when you look at, and I've gone, gone through, you know, interviewing students for leadership positions, um, looking at applications for leadership positions, and when you think about it, both of those things are are kind of kind of silly to do, because no piece of paper can tell you if someone's a leader. Very few interviews can tell you someone's a leader, right. because in the moments that you need that leadership are normally moments of adversity, and you can't manufacture a moment of adversity in an interview or on a piece of paper. You can ask somebody, talk about a time when you <laughs> faced adversity, right. but it's just, you I mean, yeah. of course they're going to tell you good stuff. They're not going to, yeah. not that they're not giving you a real answer, but you just don't know. Right. Um, and, 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 you know, I think that's when you learn the most about somebody as a leader. 
you know, sometimes it works out great and whoever's been appointed the leader and has that leadership position, they can be calm, cool, and collected in, in moments of adversity and they can, can keep everybody together and they can truly lead their group or their people or whatever it is. And sometimes, you know, it's it's not the person with the best resume. It's not the person with the most talent or it's not the person that always wins all the awards, mm-hmm. you know. It's the person that maybe just kind of sits in the back and says, okay, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And then when it, the fire really hits everything, they're they're ready to go. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they can, can kind of tell people what needs to happen and help motivate everybody and help instill that confidence in the people around them. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing is, you know, when it, when, when it really comes down to it, who, who can, who can step up, Yeah, you know, and there's, there's no way to know that until it actually happens. Right. I always say that, you know, one of the hardest things in, and it's, it's with, with the college students I work with, with the high school students I work with is being a student leader. Yeah. You know, if you are a student leader in you don't fully understand what it is that you're doing. You've just been given this leadership position. That's that's almost like setting somebody up to fail because if they don't know what it means, then you know they're in a position, and all it takes is one person to think, "Well, aren't you supposed to know that you're the leader?" And as soon as you break that trust, it's hard to get it back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it's a it's, it's a big deal. I I, I always am. am a big fan of I want to see how you act in a situation before I start calling you a leader. Mm. You know, even with my students at the high school, you can be the leader, the section leader or whatever until I've seen you with the group and I've seen you actually, you know, how you handle things and how you handle adversity and how you handle needing to get better and not having a good day. Mm. Then I'll start turning more stuff over to you, start giving you more, more responsibility because there's a big, there's a big trust. You know, if you'll be a leader. You got to trust people. Yeah. People gotta trust you. Yeah, that is huge. That is really huge. So let me is there a way that somebody you know, obviously you hear people say like, you know, everybody has a plan until they get hit in the mouth. Mike Tyson. You know what I'm saying? But is there a way that somebody could develop or train to grow and develop grit, to develop that tenacity? Because, you know, like, I, not everybody has, you know, some people have it naturally because of the circumstances they grew up in. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as a coach, you almost manufacture situations sometimes. You know, it's like, okay, this adversity could happen. What are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? And that we, you know, with basketball, you know, we would be put in situations it's like, all right. We're down 10, six minutes to go. All right. They've got the ball. Play it out. Find a way. You know, just find yeah. a way. So, I don't know. Is there, from your vantage point, are there ways or things that you've seen that can develop grit um, in somebody who may or may not be a leader? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a never say die kind of, kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of what I think of, you know. I had a, a, a student that, you know, if I look at looked at their record and kind of their grades and everything, I said, no, you're, this isn't going to work out for you. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to take 
ridiculous amount of hours to get where you want to be. Right. You're going to have to make a 4.0 this season, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. There are some of those students out there that they, they look at you and they just say, no, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, maybe they got themselves in that situation because of their own undoing. Right. But they'll just put their, their, their nose to the grind and they'll get it done. Yeah. And, you know, that's the time where you sit back and you go, I'm glad I was wrong. You know, yeah. that's, that's good. Um, I can remember, I'll, I'll tell you a basketball story on me here. Okay. Remember I used to play, <laughs> I played in, uh, in church league. Uh, and uh, we were playing and everybody fouled out on our team. Or a lot of people, not everybody. But I remember we had to finish like, I think it was two halves in in this league or whatever, yeah. but it was like probably a, a solid quarter of the game, the last yeah. quarter of the game. We finished it with four people, mm. and we were getting killed, but I can remember just like running back and forth between two people playing defense, and all they were doing was just passing the ball back and yep. forth, running me ragged. But like that's that you know, at, mm-hmm. hey, you don't you don't stop, you don't quit just because yeah. you're down a lot and it doesn't look good. You, you got to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people can develop. And I think it's interesting. I was thinking about this earlier today when you were texting me about mm-hmm. some of this stuff. And, um, you know, the the way to become a better leader mm-hmm. is to be a leader. Mm. You know, you, you've got to it, – it, it, take, it takes a lot of experience. Yeah. You know, once you're a leader and you're in a position where people are looking at you, you know, if you do that – you're talking about somebody like a professional athlete or something, I guarantee you that they may walk into a locker room and be a leader on the team. Mm -hmm. But when they do that in that rookie season versus when they do that in season, you know, 10, season Mm -hmm. 15, if they play that long and whatever the sport is, it's just that they, they know more about it. Mm -hmm. Or if you were a leader as a student athlete or you were a leader, you know, in your student organization or Mm -hmm. your, you know, whatever it is when you were in school and you go to the job site and you're being, you're given a leadership role two completely different organizations, two very different things, but it's not necessarily about what you're trying to do. It's about the qualities that you have and about Mm -hmm. how you know how to get those across to people. Yeah. So, you know, it, it it's experience. It takes experience to be a good leader. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't just open a a, bo- a bottle and take a pill and, mm-hmm. and give yourself these qualities. A lot of times it's you just got to learn and you got to roll with it and and go. And experience and learning it just takes time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just something you can't manufacture overnight. I was actually telling somebody this earlier today and it's a quote I kind of hang on to just as a reminder. It's it's common sense, but it's like so often we still forget it. The day you plant a seed, you know, if you water it, you give it the right amount of sun and things like that. The day you plant the seed is not the day you eat the apple, the day you eat the fruit, you know what I mean? But yet so often we're like, all right, I'll put this in, you know, like now nah, I should be able to reap the reward from it. Yeah. Well, and, and that goes back to the whole position thing. Mm-hmm. You're given a position. All of a sudden, you're the you're the leader. You're the you know you're the president. You're the whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, I could call you a lot of things. It doesn't mean that you are that. Mm-hmm. You know, I can I can find any student walking around campus and say they're the new starting defensive tackle. It doesn't mean that they're any good at it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got nothing to do with the title that you're given. It's got to do with getting in that title and learning mm-hmm. how to make it work. So, right. Yeah, I see. I, that's that's a good one though. You don't. Yeah. It's it's not when you get named something, it's when you actually have the impact. You know, I yeah. like that. Well, 
landing the plane, you know, I, like I said, this has been really good and I've told many people and this applies to you as well. We'll definitely have to do another episode because I'm sure there's more that we could get to. Oh, um, yeah. But uh, wrapping it up, I guess, what are what are some things that you've been learning lately? What books you're reading, anything that's caught your attention, that's kind of inspired you, been impactful for you lately, anything? Hmm. You know, I, uh, on, on Facebook, I follow, uh, the proactive coaching mm-hmm. site. I don't know if you know that one. A little bit. But it's, it, it's really good. The yeah. guy, the, the guy does a lot of touring across the country and okay. he talks to different groups and everything. And, you know, I'm, I'm always thinking about how can I, how can I take sports analogies and sports metaphors and things and turn it over to, to, to my band kids, yeah. you know, because people just don't think about that. There's not as, you don't turn on, you know, ESPN and flip over to the band network. That mm-hmm. doesn't happen. It's not <laughs> out there. You got to manufacture a lot of it. And, yeah. and, you know, I'm, I'm a big sports fan, so right. I get a lot of that. So I do, I, I, I watch a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it is just seeing something from sports and just kind of sitting back and thinking, how how can this apply? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it applies more. Sometimes it it, it applies less. Sure. Um, my some of my kids up there kind of joke because you know you can you can look at the program that we've built um, that I've helped build. I haven't built anything. The director has built all of that. <laughs> I'm just there. Yeah. Um, but they they laugh and they're like, man, how many Dabo Sweeney references like? can you make uh, i'm like i'm like it you know it's hey it, it, it works, works. <laughs> it works. you know he's, he's yeah. a pretty smart dude he's he, he knows a yeah. lot mm-hmm. um so you know i i i don't necessarily read books and, and seek things out sure. as much as i just kind of soak in what i can from other people yeah and then really kind of sit and chew on it and go okay how does this make sense for what what we do and what mm-hmm. we're trying to do, and a lot of are the same qualities. Mm-hmm. I think as I've, as I've done this more, I've I've become more a more a believer in it's not about if you can play notes and it's not about if you can do the thing that you're 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 trying to do. Mm-hmm. It's about if you're a good person and if you know how to be a good person and you know how to do the things like practice when you're supposed to show up on time, show up prepared. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like anything else. If you if if you've got the the things in your toolbox, then all you got to do is get them out and, and start building stuff. Yeah. It's not about, you know, what what you're trying to build. It's about if you've got the tools to do it. That's very true. Um so yeah. that's I, I do a lot of just thinking and, yeah. and and trying to to turn things around. Yeah. Well, leaders are learners and I appreciate you sharing what you've learned. So please by all means come back. We want to have you on the podcast. Just let me know anytime. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. (laughs) That'll wrap it up for this episode on the Meeting Three Leadership Podcast. Big ups to Jason Allen. Thank you for coming through and providing such great insight. I know that I was busy taking notes as I went back and uh, listened to it again and just different things that I just missed. It was, it was incredible time just to be with my brother again and, um, if you're following me on social media at be nice 21 on Instagram and, uh, Twitter, uh, shoot me a comment. Let me know what you thought of the episode, who you think I should get on the podcast next. We got some great people lined up, uh, in the future and excited for you to hear from them. But, 
like I said, I hope you got your fill. We are back. We are rolling. We are going to continue to get better. And um, I really, really appreciate all the support that we've gotten uh, over the past few months with this endeavor. Um, hopefully you have been able to not only get a lot of great insight, but be able to put a lot of it into practice. Um, I don't want this just to merely stay as information. I want it to uh, convert to application. And I know for myself, I needed just a refresh for myself to be able to make sure that, hey, I'm applying some of the stuff that um, I am giving out as far as content and because it can be very easy to just kind of go through the motions and interview all these great people and to hear the insight. It's like, man, that's that's so good. That's so good. But how am I how am I putting in putting it into action? And I think this episode especially really uh, convicted me on some things uh, that I could do better. So I am very excited to put some of those things into practice, especially with the close of 2018 uh, upon us. Um, I'm not waiting to the end of uh, till we get to December to start uh finishing strong and to putting things into practice for the next year. I'm already getting started now. So thankful for all of your support. Uh, Until next time, God bless.